El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey! Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column for Cracked called The People vs. Adam Todd Brown, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, he is on this show all the goddamn time, and I don't really know what else I can tell you. He hosts a monthly show in Burbank at a place called Blast from the Past, called Mint on Card Comedy, and I'm going to be there March 11th. Come see us. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me. This is his first time on the show, and we're so happy to have him here. He is a young comic you can see all around Los Angeles, and more importantly, he is our show's very first open Trump supporter. Holy shit, we're doomed, America. Ladies and gentlemen, Samir Suri. It's going to be a great show. Okay. we are, I know we're recording. You know how I know? Uh, clock. Are we, are we recording? Yeah, because the clock started. That's how I know. Okay. This is going to be such a fun podcast. Is it? Yeah. Well, you going? You branching out from what you normally like to talk about? Yep. Or? We are talking. <laughs> we're talking politics. Finally, we're finally digging into oh, Donald get... Trump. Who? Listeners, just beware. We've had this exact podcast about four or five times before. So if you want to skip a week, this is what the week is wrong to do with it. You? Oh, someone's throwing shade. <laughs> wow, looks like someone's trying to cut into your bottom line, Adam yeah, Todd Brown. Right out of the gate, he's yeah. fucking with your money. Throwing shade. I haven't seen a dime from. Well, other than my. Other than the fact that you're the only paid. one who gets paid to do this podcast yeah. because Cracked pays you to do this, and they don't. Yeah. Boy, did that Rochambeau you on that I one. actually <laughs> consider <laughs> them paying Brett part of my salary. I don't have to pay Brett. They do. There you go. Yeah. Do you, write, like... do you write my salary off on your taxes? No. You should I think of ways to steal it. Treat him like a cop. <laughs> Just be like, you know, my taxes pay your salary, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You can't give me this podcast ticket. So obviously Jeff May is here. Gross. I know. What? No, I'm nice and pleasant and I'm I'm and I'm gorgeous. Again, gorgeous. Just I am gorgeous. Skip right to next week. Hey, yeah. hey. Yeah. And we have a first time guest, Samir. Mm-hmm. How do you say your last name? Suri. Suri. Like the Tom Cruise yeah, baby? The one he thinks is his. Samir, this is your first time here. I know. Thank you so much for having me, darling. Thank you for being here. This is very exciting. We're talking about Trump, and according to my friend Lou Perez. You're a Trump supporter. Man of my dreams. But is that why? Like, why? <laughs> why? Well, yeah, what well is... A, I mean, the fags gotta love him because of the drag queen potential of Melania. Whoa. Is Josh Denny over here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know what I forgot to do, Jeff? What's that? Hit it, Brad. You know, the hardest part of the show for me is the first few minutes because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. You didn't ask anybody what's going when on. When I shut the fuck up. When all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. <laughs> That's why we call this segment This Week in Me. It's about to get really intense. You know, we never talk about what you've actually been up to. That's because uh, Nobody wants the to point know. of the podcast, it's about my column. And my, like what I've been doing since last week is writing my column. Oh, is that what I've been around you. you? Your column takes 15 minutes when you write it. That's all you do. Thank you. It's, it's very nice of that. you to say. It just flows through me. You're right. <laughs> 
It's just like now. Out of divinity. Like, it's like breathing is what comedy is to me. So my column this week is about all the reasons Trump's craziest plans are more realistic than people realize. Exactly. And I found a Trump supporter just out in the wild. It's like finding Bigfoot in Los Angeles. But this like, is amazing. <laughs> but Bigfoot that's registered to brown, vote. Brown fag, son of immigrants, and totally into the Donald because of that. Because uh, you hate your parents? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> You know, that's not that far off. When you're a fag in a third world immigrant community, it does kind of disabuse you of the idea that we always tend to hear, which is, you know, third world immigrants, they're just dying to assimilate into American society. All they want to do is integrate. No, they don't. Uh, my mother won't let me tell any of her friends that I'm a fag. Anyone in the Indian community. They know. Don't know they they know. know. No, they know. most of them know. Some of them are stupid enough that they don't just know. And meanwhile, telemarketers call me ma'am. <laughs> You're, you're very emphatic when you talk, so it's very theatrical. <laughs> I try to restrain it. You know, family function. Do you ever see the birdcage? Like, people would think either young gay Indian man or old Jewish lady. The way you're like, <laughs> the birdcage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's every family gathering, learning how to walk like John Wayne. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Anyhow, going to the to the assimilation point, right. that is the key thing. And when people talk about, you know, this, for example, the, the multilingualism thing. Right. A, you know, I, I started school not speaking a word of English because we only had Hindi in the house. My teacher thought I was retarded. My mother agreed with her. Then I went into comedy. She was vindicated. But, but it, the only reason I learned English, the only reason was that there was nobody else in the class to speak Hindi with. There were no teachers I could speak Hindi with. It was total, complete immersion. And that is kind of a microcosm for the larger point, which is that immigrant communities need to be smaller in order to force that assimilation, in order to have that kind of immersive experience. You don't have that if a community is large enough that it can cloister itself, C.E.G., the British Muslim community, which is proportionally very large. 40% want to live under Sharia law in Britain. 36% believe apostates should be executed. 27% sympathize with the Charlie Hebdo terrorists. More British Muslims have joined ISIS than are in Britain's military, and there are victims of female genital mutilation in every single local authority in both England and Wales. When immigrant communities are too big, they don't integrate. Yo, you can breathe. You can so, breathe. so naturally, we need to kick out all the Mexicans. <laughs> he didn't say kick out all the Mexicans. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah. He said he... illegal immigration. He's trying to enforce a policy that already exists. I mean, at the risk of stating the obvious, because people apparently need reminding, illegal immigration, already illegal. All yeah. he's trying to do is enforce the law that's on the books now. Right, but at what cost? What is that going to do sending those people back to Mexico? There's a reason they're here. They didn't come here for the weather. They came here to they rape. They didn't come here for the weed. The weather's great. They, came here they to didn't rape. come Is here to correct? buy guns. <laughs> They're here because they came from a really shitty place that there is no opportunity for them back there. There's a reason they're here doing jobs that no one will do for money that no one should be paid. Like a lot of right, times Right, exactly. For... No one should be paid. You should be paid minimum wage because you should come here legally to do those jobs. Okay, so do we force if people... If you want. And also, I mean, the reason the wages are so low, it's, it's like teaching, you know, a middle school math class, supply and demand. The more unskilled labor you have, the cheaper it gets. If it keeps flowing into the country, the wages are just going to go down. And in Arizona, when they enforce their but immigration it's actually laws, like... wages and employment both went up. Illegal immigration from Mexico is actually declining, though. It's not... Because the they already all, all made it over here. <laughs> exactly. It's really just... A tr it's trickled in economics. Yeah, it's not... Country. It's not the... Well, pro I mean, it's a... So they come here and they're like, oh, shit. It's declining in that, like, less of it is happening, but it's still happening. So my question is, why is Trump 
your darling as opposed to somebody like a Cruz or a Rubio or someone who is also going to stand against illegal immigration? Because they're not. They keep quite correctly denouncing each other's records on immigration. Rubio for having promoted the Gang of Eight Amnesty Bill in, in the Senate and Cruz for having been in the Senate at the time and not lifting a finger to stop. I hate that you know more about politics than me and you are, what, 14? <laughs> 21. <laughs> Okay, we were talking about Trump and uh, deporting illegal immigrants. So, you know this is a thing we tried before, right? Like, the Trump podcast? Well, no. The, <laughs> oh, no, you mean we deportation. We nailed that when we tried it before. <laughs> deportation in the 1950s. We tried deporting millions of Mexican Well, we successfully deported mass. over a million. It depends on who. And they're all gone. Depends on your definition of success. Yeah, we did successfully deport more than a million people, but it wasn't so much a success for them. I mean, there were people who just kind of died in the desert. Like, Trump even said that. That's what's so audacious about Trump. The program was called Operation Wetback. And he called it out it in a still fucking... Is. It still is called that. Yeah. <laughs> and he called it out in a fucking debate. Like, why aren't we trying Operation Wetback again? And the point he made about how uh, we deported people and they came back. So then we deported them further and they came back. So then we deported them even further. What he's talking about is eventually we just like kind of sent people to the desert to die. No, I mean, if you just deport them right across the border and there's a wall there, you don't have to keep sending them further and further and further. You're not defending the wall, are you? Totally. (laughs) See this? I mean, mean, the, the idea that this is somehow, you know, racist or discriminatory, I give you Tunisia which has just set up a wall on its border with Libya, a country that is ethnically and religiously almost identical. It's, you know, it's, it's a Maghreban Muslim population, overwhelmingly Sunni, ethnically Arab, Turkish, Berber, in both countries, and they set up a wall on the border to stop crime and terrorism filtering in through Libya. They've had several terrorist attacks in the past year. One killed 12 presidential guards, another one that was like a busload of people that blew up in Tunis, and they said, fuck and how this, many we're of those, shutting the border How many down. of those have happened here through the Mexican border? That's not a thing I've heard about a lot. Right, I mean, it doesn't necessarily, well, I mean, crime, that just, you know, people say poverty causes crime, well, poor people are coming in. We have poor people here, too. Yeah. Right, exactly. That doesn't mean exacerbate the problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, help elevate the poor people here out of poverty, which you're not going to do if you keep depressing working class wages by bringing more unskilled labor in. I'm so happy you're here because this everything you're saying is almost the entire point of my column. Trump is going to kill with young people. He's going to kill with people like you're talking about who live in inner city areas who don't have any opportunities because that's what he's going to do. He's going to say once illegal immigrants are deported that's going to leave huge holes in the job market and yeah. those jobs are going I'll be to having you, you pick and it's fruit not, immediately and it's not, and he it's dominated not like, the latino vote in he's uh, gonna Nevada. dominate the latino vote again which i don't think people are ready for they're not ready for that him. is crazy that somebody is so kind of obviously kind of racist and because still there's so many people so not racist. there's so you know, many white people... people can stop telling us stupid little ethnics which one of you hates us i think we can come up with an answer ourselves did you trying to tell me he's not oh are you hearing this america uh, i hope the feedback's not too bad that's silly that's silly that you would <laughs> but think that's exactly i'm telling you this is exactly who trump is going for is young voters 
There's already articles. Back when I wrote the article in October about Trump, there was this Hillary Clinton article, and it was a big headline that said, Clinton supporters growing weary of her showing up late to campaign stops. But even right in the body of the article, it mentions, oh, well, by the way, this is a thing that happens at every campaign stop with every candidate. It's not a new thing. So, okay, why are you writing about Hillary Clinton? <laughs> and then throughout... Every, every young person See, the fags like that. That's a nice diva thing. Every showing up late like Madonna. Every young person they interviewed was like, Yeah, I'm not into this. I have places to be. I thought I was gonna vote for Hillary Clinton, but I'm not sure now. And then all like the forty and fifty year olds were like, Of course we're gonna vote for Clinton. Like who else are we gonna like just <laughs> I don't know oh. that articles like that had that much of an effect on her. I no, think it's Bernie not gonna had have more an of an effect, effect on her with young voters. It's not gonna have an effect. I'm just saying it's a sign that that line of thinking is out there. That maybe I guess that was like a made-up on... blog post just to get people to click on things. You can go to right. any. Also, I mean, you... but they did interview history. real people who said I know, real but things. But you can go to any That's, political not... rally and find ten people who were like, you know, it started about fifteen well, minutes late. I, think... I would be one of them. Right, I love but being that's on not time. the point. The point yeah. of the article was that young people don't really have their minds made up. Even if they're at a fucking Clinton rally, yeah, it's the ADHD that's generation. Not, that's not a guarantee that Clinton's getting that vote. And they'll tweet Young about people it. Will change their mind. And I think people are underestimating that a lot of people are going to look at deporting illegal immigrants the way Samir is. That it's like it's a business thing. Like, well, yeah, and it's not it. a bit, not just a business thing, but a fairness thing. Well, yeah, and it's also, but there's it's also a, a Darwinism thing. And it's thing. Also, no, it's not a Darwinism if thing. It's, it a, it's, a, it's the idea of. It's Does a Darwinism. law exist or doesn't it? If over 10 million people can break the law and we just say that's fine, no problem, then law doesn't mean anything. I mean, how many people steal cable or use somebody else's Netflix account or something like that? There's other things that people do, and I'm not. I'm saying Tiny it's on a grander little. scale. I mean, I... <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm, but I'm like, I'm talking about the fact that like, where do you decide where the law becomes that it's not okay to break? For one, but the other part about Trump is like he's appealing to a very sort of id feeling among people where they're like we should clear these and then all of a sudden when you remember that you're a human being you're like oh no that's fucking disgusting why would i think that yeah like that's what it really comes no, down it's to not. I mean, yes it this is. is this is the idea that's sweeping you know it's sweeping a shitty nation you know the the big democratic ideal europe this is sweeping switzerland switzerland's anti-immigration party last year won the biggest landslide in a century because of exactly this issue fascists are killing it right now in europe <laughs> They are this murdering. This is so India. not fascism. I mean, the, the, the England now has a stricter immigration policy than we do. Well, yeah, because we're humongous. Like England is a small island that can that can govern everything, and then Let's nobody not... wants to go to anyways. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Think about think about. Apparently, like... tons of people do. The refugee camps at Calais are swelling. They don't want to stay in France. Well, think about though the size of of different nations. Like nobody's desperately trying to get into Russia. Nobody's desperately trying to get into China. But people are desperately trying to get into the United States to even police. To, to the amount of money it's going to cost to police something that size in this country now is so expensive and so out of this world. It's more expensive than it would be to actually just keep the people in here. I don't think that's true. I mean, that isn't how it's worked out for Arizona thus far. I mean, the, if we look at the times it's been done, you know, as as you pointed out in, in the email you sent out with the topics, that isn't going to be that difficult if we have, you yeah. know, the remittances cut down, you know, tens of million of billions of dollars leaving yeah. the country every year. And that's just to Mexico. I mean, imagine, 
you know, Indians are, are, are a high earning income bracket. I don't even want to think about what kind of remittances are going yeah. from Indians to yeah. India. Well, let's not talk about, let's also think about that once you drop that low wage, the low wage earners and you start sending them out of the country, businesses are going to follow those low. They're not going to want to pay larger groups of people a, a higher wage. So they're just going to leave. I mean, that's been going on for decades. Well, I mean, Trump is also a lot of, you know, the rest of his policy has also cut down on or has also moved towards more economic protectionism, as with tariffs, as with, you know, he keeps threatening to find these companies if they leave the country. It's going to take some, you know, unlike his immigration policy, which our entire immigration enforcement bureaucracy is already part of the executive branch, ICE and the Border Patrol is in I think Homeland Security, the INS is in the Justice Department. Okay, the trade stuff and the cracking down on companies is going to take collaborating with Congress. But I think it's it's going to be a very tough sell for either party if it has a majority in Congress to say, you know, no, we're coming out for outsourcing. So now what happens when the we're Chinese not- cash in? When they say, okay, if this is how you're going to treat everybody and you're going to be basically economic isolationists. Uh, not necessarily economic isolation. You're going to have open trade, but you're going to have an increased tariff right. and you're going to increase the cost of, of goods coming into America and, and China's the cost of goods being produced in America yeah. as well. And then so China, who is the biggest supplier of goods to America, says, oh, you're going to charge us more? Well, we're going to cash in on all those debt, all that debt that you owe us. Because China is the biggest holder of our debt right now. Right, that's totally true. But they also, so they can, have less to gain from fucking us over than than we have. They don't kind of give a shit, though, sometimes. Like, yeah, at that they point. do. I mean, they brokered so, their entry into the World Trade Organization in part by, you know, allowing us to release more movies there a year. They and, do want to be part of And so now that you increase a tariff from, either you increase a tariff from China and China takes a huge hit, in which they will not be happy, or the other China's part is you say, gonna we're going to give... Yes, so, do you think... I mean, American companies who move to China are going to take a huge hit, but China, not, not so much. I mean, also, are let's right? not forget that Trump has plants in China. But So are you saying, like, if Trump deports illegal immigrants like those businesses will go to china well i mean he he said like he said i mean he's been coming after apple the last few weeks because of the iphone thing going on which i'm not against see what he's going he just says he just says whatever comes to his head but he's not no he has plans you just have to read his website when he's talking about apple i promise you what he's talking about is the j1 visa program it says right in his and those aren't like fucking field jobs like those oh, no, are the apple thing i think that brett was talking about was was the crack in the iphone he's talking about oh. that but he's coming after them but he's also like oh yeah i'll crack down on apple too they make their iphones in china okay great now your iphone costs five thousand yeah. dollars well that's because everybody in america nobody in america wants to know how the sausage is made everybody wants things also, it's expensive to cheap. make the sausage well, yeah, you can pay Chinese right. workers a dollar an hour to make an iPhone versus twenty dollars an hour. You have to pay. You have to well, train well, and hire. Right. I love laborers. how you know everyone is suddenly switched around. It's terrible to send people back to third world countries where you know people are people are going to die because they're paid so low and there's no opportunity. But also, don't stop China from underpaying workers. Yeah, no, but what I, no you, I didn't get to get to my thing, which was you either. Let China avoid those tariffs and then have more of a, a low cost trade with America to keep that in. And you're essentially supporting slave labor in what you're considering to be the most capitalist country in the planet. And you're saying, but we su- we're going to allow these people to employ the slave slaves. labor we're supporting is the current levels of illegal immigration being underpaid to work in fields. That's the slave labor happening. And then also the Chinese stuff. 
this got super racist. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> and the anti-Trump people did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah, Trump pulls it out of you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just feeling it. So, yeah, what I wanted to talk about was uh, we've been talking we about... we got to get Melania in is mostly my point. Oh, we'll definitely... Yeah. With Trump. I mean, I guess she'd be a great first lady. She'd be a great drag Immigrant queen persona. First lady. Uh, easy to do, low voice, barely speaks English, so you don't have to remember a lot of lines. <laughs> and then uh, the hair is already a drag queen wig, and we need a glam first lady back in the White House. I mean, we've got... I was uh, uh, Michelle. We've got Michelle. She's fabulous. And she, but she was the first one... But you can't blackface it up anymore, so it's not the same. <laughs> no, she was the first... We need to keep the streak going, because before that, like, the last glamorous one was Jackie Kennedy. What are we going to go back to? Roz Carter? Betty Ford. Barbara Bush. You wonder why those Babs Islamic Bush. revolutions happened in the Middle East when Carter was president? They saw a photo of Roz's face and said, we need Burkas back. <laughs> and Babs, Michael Moore in drag. Oh. Oh, no. How we could you say Babs. something about such a precious pearl? <laughs> <laughs> and Hillary, poor thing. I actually... 90s Hillary could have gotten it. If wow. Miss Piggy Lewinsky is the hot other woman. Yo, Monica Lewinsky, she can get it too. <laughs> Still, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> well, she lost the weight now, so. She looks, I don't mind a thick girl. Are you kidding me? Boy, is this a Trump podcast. I like it. <laughs> he would love every I don't know people are just like, Monica Lewinsky, she's fat. I'm like, no, she's not. She's a curvy girl. That's true. She was a little chubby. Yeah, she was just a curvy girl. Why do people, I, I never got that when people are like, she's fat. I'm like, you are fatter than her. She was mistress fat, I think is why. Oh, she was too fat for a mistress? She was like, most mistresses are thinner than the wife. So they were like, oh, she's bigger than Hillary. She's fat. Bill's got a type. Yeah, well. There it is. Monica's a, now we she's know. a pretty girl. So we're talking Although about. Apparently not. When you look at all the other women, that was, that's, that's diversity. Yeah. From Paula Jones to, to Monica. Yeah. Girl was all, the girl was all beak. <laughs> like he was banging a toucan with a bad Aquanet hair style. So we're talking about she got the nose fixed, Democrats, though, and I asked something while we were having technical difficulties. If you're a Democrat... As I used to be, by the way. You, man. <laughs> so say you're a Democrat, and I don't know how much I touched on this while we were actually recording, but it's really clear from Trump's immigration plan that what he's planning to do is promise to deport illegal immigrants, which is going to leave huge holes in the job market. It's going to leave holes in schools, like schools will need kids to attend. It's pretty clear what he's going to do is go to inner city communities and say those jobs will be yours once we deport illegal immigrants. And at that point, if you're a Democrat and he's put that on the table... How do you argue against that? Like, how do you? It's hard. It's like, very how? Hard to do what that. happens to the? We can't just send people back to Mexico. That place is a crime-ridden hellhole. What happens to that argument when you're talking about that or people who are living in a crime-ridden hellhole here in the United States right now? That's fair enough. How do you? Do, do, what do you define as the borders of humanity? I guess would be the big thing. Like, like if you're a person who's like, hey, the world uh, needs help, or are you just like America specifically needs help. Well, I think a country's national policy should be preoccupied with that country. True. I mean, we're not we're not the world police. As you know, at every campaign that that sentence comes up, we're not the world police. Well, we're not the world babysitter either. Yeah, we're not the world police. And why then? Why is your candidate running on that he's going to kill all the terrorists? 
families and commit war crimes? No, he's not running on that. You're thinking he of all the other Republicans. The other no, day. he's the total no, he said that out loud. He's the isolationist who's, who's, yeah, he who doesn't want to go to war. Said, he's he going. actually said that, and then on Bill Maher the other night, a general came on and said that if the pre- if a sitting president issues orders that are against international like Geneva Convention stuff then we are not obligated as uh, an army to follow them. And Bill Maher is like, so you're going to have a coup? And the general was like, I can't technically say that, but... I mean, yeah, but when you're commander-in-chief yeah, is trying to force war crimes. Was there another well, leader I, I, that I want to know what specifically the quote was. The quote said, was, we're, we, have, we can't go after ISIS. We have to go after, the, we have to go yeah. after their families These and murder their families. These guys don't care about fam- dying. They, they, they don't care about dying, but they care about their families. So you've got to go after their families. Which is against right. the Geneva Convention. You, you Which, have to by go the way, it's not like we haven't been bombing their families. Why you support going after their families. He said kill their families. Did he kill. say yes? Kill? He said kill. I, I want to look that up because I it was on Fox I've News. Seen it, I don't believe it, but he no, also it was, um, he also tweeted a Mussolini quote and was like, "What? Well, it's a good quote." <laughs> well, if we're talking about the Mussolini quote, I may remind the, you that Obama had a what is it called a communications director on his campaign and then at the White House. Yeah, Obama Anita, doesn't want to um, deport seven million. Who said Mexicans. you know her. her Mao was one of quote her favorite political philosophers, um, and this was the camp. The, uh, sorry, the uh, what's the title? Communications director. His entire campaign, and also, I mean, this is like you know everybody. We constantly hear people quoting that Stalin line about you know one man's death a tragedy, a million a statistic. Just because you share you know a quote about something doesn't mean you necessarily agree with the person. It's like that Stalin quote. Stalin well, and Mussol- Mao both killed more people than Mussolini. Mussolini quote was a, a little bit of a w- weird thing because Gawker admitted that, that that they set that up as a trap for him. They, cre- yeah. they created a, a bot that would tweet at Trump every day quotes from Mussolini but attributed to Trump. So Trump retweeted it because he thought he said that. <laughs> But either way, it doesn't make it better. No, he did. I mean, I have to look at the tweet again, but it didn't look like it was attributed to Trump. It said Il Duce, colon. You know, it said Il Duce, colon, quote, whatever the quote was, hyphen, real Donald Trump. Trump just saw it and was like, yeah, I probably did say that once. <laughs> I don't think that's what <laughs> that's happened. That's exactly how it was. I'm sure he Googled the quote. Like, this is ridiculous. No, he didn't. Donald Trump's never Donald Trump Trump anything. <laughs> Donald Trump was like, hmm, I might, I need to check a source on something. This first. sounds good. I will retweet this. This man has never checked a source on anything. He yes. just talks. He's like a baby. No, yeah, he that doesn't. Actually, I mean, everybody says, you know, he has no, no policies, making talk. it up as he goes along. He's released more actual policy papers on his website than any other. Now, I do agree with that. But Brett's also kind of right. We have an article that will be up on the site by the time this podcast goes up that Robert Evans wrote. That's also about Trump, where he talked to one. Is of this the producer? Robert, Robert Evans. <laughs> yes, it is. Weird, right? He <laughs> no, never, the, he never the, hears that the joke. It's the breakfast restaurateur, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Godfather guy. The, uh, he talked to uh, one of Carson's former campaign managers who is an advisor to Trump now. And he pointed out that what every candidate does is this thing where they gather up their supporters and just kind of run words past them to figure out what words are going to like sit well with them. He's open micing. Right. But Trump and Carson don't do that. They just get up and talk. They're the only candidates who don't do that. Went well, well, well for I Carson. mean, in the sense that they say what, what they it did, think. Did it not go well for Carson? He's the through. only one who's unseated Trump for any period of time as the This is because right. crazy but loves crazy, is I guess. Now. No, I mean, no, it's that, because, that, that, because that's one of they those... want an outsider. Voters want an outsider. 
And they also want someone who hasn't focus grouped every word that comes out of his yeah. mouth. I think one of the things... That's people, why they like Sanders, I think, one, also. One of the things yeah, I find... he actually is just talking. Fascinating, though, about the people that are genuinely voting for Trump because they are racist, which there are plenty, and you can't pretend that there are not. There are plenty... There are plenty of people who are voting for every candidate okay. who are racist. But, like, the I don't KKK, think people are like, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders because okay. he's <laughs> a real racist Yo, I love that well, Jew. I think if Democrats want to bring up the KKK and presidents, it was FDR, patron saint of the Democratic Party, who appointed Klansman Hugo Black to the Supreme Court. Hugo Black yeah, was, was himself fine, a Democrat oh, I, senator before so his, his nomination. His name was Black, so it's it was, different. <laughs> but it was Harry Truman, he was a black guy, who technically. reputedly was in the KKK before his presidency. So what I'm loving... The the, it was the, the 30s. Everyone so what I'm the loving then about this, though, is that all these people are like, let's get these Mexicans out of here. They're like, great, they're gone. We're bringing black people into your schools now. Yeah, that's And what, then they're going to be like, wait, no, 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 no. See, and that's why I think... I don't that's true. I mean, people have heard People have heard this argument all the time before. I mean, Trump isn't the first person to suggest this. I mean, the commentators then that why Trump is voters no one... listen to, like Ann Coulter, has been saying this for years. So they've heard this argument but before. Here's the other thing, though. And, and but here... there's never been not a like candidate be who's promised it. Oh, I think the white racist group that's voting for Trump is going to be really shocked when the result of deporting Mexican immigrants is bringing kids from inner city Chicago and Baltimore to where they were. I don't think the racists are going to love that. See, here's the thing when you hear a lot about the people that support Trump. And that's Trump, when Trump like, will be like, I told you I'm not racist. When they say, I tell, he, they, a lot of people, like a huge chunk of people when asked why they support him, like he tells it like it is. They're not 100% familiar with his policies. Like yeah, they haven't yeah. studied his policies whatsoever. So it's a very, relatively ignorant group of people about the people that they're supporting. Like they're supporting this guy because he's a loudmouth and he's brazen and he was on TV and it says make America great again parentheses for white people. And he's completely different than all the other guys who are just kind of like weird looking Ken dolls and suits and they don't not want they really. don't like this. I mean if it weren't for the actual immigration policy, you know, Christie would be Trump. <laughs> you know, Christie is, you know, politically incorrect. He does the shoot off at the mouth thing. He's gruff. He's loud. He's got that, you know. But he's fat. And he doesn't have his own board game. <laughs> he's been yeah. a governor. He's He's got, you know, electoral experience. Yeah. He also got caught being, acting like a mob boss. Right. Which, so, the, yeah, yeah, that didn't help him. And also, um, he, but, and also when his state was in a, an emergency, he was like, um, maybe the federal government should help us. Because they have all this money for disaster relief, and that right. was he, like it, it was Bridgegate, and he was the Obama he was hug, for yeah. the, Sandy, the Obama hug, the whole like what did he cry the, so when he met Bruce Springsteen? But he like the the whole tells it Jerry like it Jones. is appeal. Like if that's it, like if that's all you're going on, Christie would have been your guy. I think it is the immigration. So now, vote. how do do you not feel at all like you're voting against uh, yourself in this regard? Like do you not feel like the the way that's going to work and the way. If you have a, a member of the executive branch that is really going to sort of add states' rights a lot higher, that, that hate crime legislation and things like that will be a lot more repealed. I mean, let's be 100% honest. The people that support Trump, they don't like you. They don't like people like you. <laughs> That's not true. I've met Trump supporters who adore me. Well, I'm, um, but those uh, are just the, yeah, those are closet gay. Yeah, those are closet gay men. <laughs> because I'm adorable. No, the, the the gay Republicans like all loved Carly. Which really, you need to get over Carly. Just because she's the only woman doesn't mean she's the diva. Trump is the one who says "darling" in all his speeches. He also <laughs> likes tacky shit. Oh, we're doomed. <laughs> um, I'm saying, I'm saying, oh, you're oh, voting oh, against oh, your own you interests. Voting against yourself. I mean, well, okay. I feel about immigration the way. 
you know, white people feel about white privilege. <laughs> you know, okay, it helped like, my family in the past, but maybe it's not so good now. But <laughs> A, if we're talking about hate crimes legislation, I mean, the idea of a hate crime anyways is punishing a crime for the motive rather than the crime. I mean, if you beat someone up because he's gay or burn his house down, it's like, no, prosecute the person for arson. It doesn't matter why he did it. No, it, it should mm, matter. Yeah, it kind of matters. No, it shouldn't. You can't, you know, just deduce motive. Because it's random. You didn't, you didn't get... Okay, so if some guy hate crimes the shit out of your face, right? Somebody, some guy <laughs> my size, picture a guy my size that comes up, calls you a faggot, punches you multiple times, and the reason it happened wasn't because you were mouthing off. It wasn't because you were a dick. You didn't treat him poorly. <laughs> you were just born away, or you chose to be away. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one you went with. Definitely chose. <laughs> it was the fashion privilege. <laughs> Uh, but then, like, I mean, it was random. It, it was it was not random, though. It was targeted. It was targeted because of how you exist. That should absolutely be punished instead of you just being like, if you were an asshole, like if it was a road rage incident where you were being a prick, you could at least be like, well, I kind of deserved well, this I mean, one black guy. Well, I words is yeah. one thing, but there's, I mean, crimes aren't, violent crime isn't split into you were asking for it and it was a hate crime. If someone burns your house down and it wasn't because he hated you or, or, or I mean, if somebody, if somebody robbed you and just wanted your money and it was, it was random. That wouldn't or, be a hate crime unless they yeah. like saw that you were gay and were like, probably has a lot of disposable income, no kids. I don't care what the motive is. I care what that, that I was beaten up. Like that's the crime. You should probably but they're beating up there are so many different levels of being beaten up like yeah but they beat up right so beat me so prosecuted on the severity of how badly i was beaten up no but we're trying to get people to stop beating up gay people and gay people are getting beaten up at a rate higher than the proportion of the population look at the increase in transgendered murders uh, in the in the past year the it's gone up so high especially among the black transgendered community that's a hate crime that's well if if we're and I said, just to make a quick immigration point about this, you know, the third world cultures you're proposing we flood the country with aren't that, you know, tolerant, great with the fags and the, the transgender people. Yeah, but it's people. not, is it but really not, flood the country with? Yeah, We're flooding a the big country. country. Um, we are a huge country. Like there are, the country. There We're are just tons saying, of like, Syrian immigrants here get rid now. Of there, there are exactly. Syrian we refugees have more here. refugees than any other country, every other country in right. the world. Right. And does it feel like we're flooded? <laughs> not like, necessarily, but I'm not saying it has to continue. I'm saying, okay, th- here's... I mean, the, the point I've been making is... But it clearly The cultural point I make it... is an assimilation point. It's it's the whole, you know, the shutting down the immigration... You know, the way we assimilated the Irish and the Italians. You shut down immigration for 40 years between the 20s and the 60s. Immigrant families become more first-generation, second-generation, born and raised you in the country. You do realize that those people were that, white, though. The, yeah. uh, then you integrate. Yeah, but that, it's so much easier when a white country allowed different white people to integrate. That's well, that not how it is anymore. Ch- I mean, Chinese people came in from the third world. I mean, and, and in the case of yeah, the Italians, they weren't like allowed. I mean, it's not. <laughs> like, they were. They were. They, that's another slave labor situation. But if we're talking about, I mean, the difference between you know and those, white people, yeah, there was there was bigotry against the Irish and the Italians. And if we're talking about the difficulty of cultural integration, yeah, the Irish spoke English, but the Italians had yeah. a different language. They had a different culture, and they they did have to integrate. Yeah, it'll be maybe a little bit harder, or uh, yeah, it will be harder if the culture is more different. But that. That just reinforces the point that we need to make. By the way, the Irish and Italians weren't prevented from working. And who are you Um, referring to needing to be integrated? If you read his immigration policy deep enough, it like maybe three paragraphs in stops talking about illegal immigration and just 
immigration. He eventually stops using the word illegal altogether and starts talking about shutting down sanctuary cities where those aren't well, necessarily sanctuary cities is about is a sanctuary from being prosecuted for having immigrated illegally. And I, and, and I am talking about about immigration generally. Here's here's what white people need to understand about the rest of us. Not everyone who meets you instantly thinks exactly as you do. Assimilation they is... They should, though. <laughs> assimilation is really hard. It's really hard to, you know, rejig your entire cultural outlook on the world. I, watched... I have empathy with that. I, I mean, experienced a lower level of that. I was born in this country, but into, into an Indian community. And you do Gross. have to make that as easy as possible by immersion. So that you can't, it is easier to just stick with, you know, people who speak your language, people who have your culture, and not to necessarily push yourself out into the rest of the world. Now you have a violation of a lot of the education laws that are on the books, because immersion usually generally is going to involve the children. And you can't immerse the children that way, because it's very, very difficult to just be like, oh, you're retarded now. Like, we're in a point in time now in this world. I don't even know what that means. Like, you immerse the children, whatever that means, by having them... more and more of our immigrant families are populated by people, first generation, second generation, who have been brought up in this culture. And that, and I mean, there is also the cultural change that needs to happen that, you know, you can't say, you know, any other culture has anything wrong with it because that's oppressive. Darling, I have a foot in Eastern and Western culture, let me tell you. So- you go to India, the national anthem is played on a rape whistle. This is not... <laughs> There, 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 there is a difference between these cultures. I'm excited for the Olympics when, like, an Indian guy wins, you know, like archery or whatever, and they bring out the rape whistle. It's gonna be exciting. So, oh, should, if, I was gonna say, if the Olympics are at India, then should children everywhere. the Delhi Olympics? Delhi just had a law. Sorry to divert. They had this law when I that went into effect the last time I was there, called odd even. Oh, like was, watering your, your, in California, <laughs> yeah. watering your lawn. Sort of, well, no, days, wait, it, no, but weirder than that. I mean, it was to com- <laughs> it was environmental. It was to combat pollution. But it's that, you know, when the date is an odd number, um, you can only drive a car whose license plate ends in oh, an yeah. odd number. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the they, 70s for the gas shortage. <laughs> they yeah. tried this in either Beijing or Singapore City. And I, I, I can't remember which one, but it apparently worked over there. So they, <laughs> they tried Now they're it. only mostly polluted over in Beijing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. They tried it in Delhi for 15 days, from January 1st to the 15th, but it was like a, as like a testing period. Uh-huh. But it was also total bullshit because they delayed the start of school until after the 15th. Nice. Now, I, I have a question. Um, what days are you allowed? Like, do they do the same thing for like riding your donkey into the town? Are you mixing? Are you looking mixing Mexicans with Indians out here? <laughs> they have some sort of mules there. So back to immigration. Should children? Should children? Are you allowed to ride cows? Well, they have a lot of exceptions. Like any like kind of two wheel transport is exempt. Cars with just women in them are exempt, so they don't have to ride public transport and get gang raped. And sure, um, sure, right, just like here. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the cultural point that I make is, you know, the fact that you have to have that exception is how different the culture is. So, yeah, I I do think integration is important. I do think, yeah, more and more immigrant families need to be, we need to allow it so that a higher proportion of them will be brought up here. So there there are vast numbers of kids here right now whose parents might be here illegally, but they were born here. So according to the Constitution, they are citizens. Should they Not according to the Constitution. Nobody seems to have read past the first 10 words of the 14th Amendment, which refers to all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. And Congress okay. has 
constitutional authority to expand and contract the bounds of what so jurisdiction those chi- means. So those children should be deported, is what you're saying. I'm not 100% sure what my position is on the anchor baby thing, but what I will you say... You know Trump's position, though. I do. I'm not saying So I you have with... to take that same, because if you're voting for him... I, mean, <laughs> yeah, that, I don't agree with him on everything. Do you agree with, a, you know, a single that's candidate a you vote big, for on big, every big thing? Oh, no, I don't vote. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're not even registered. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm leaning towards... If I vote, I'll have to I'm, pay taxes, I, mean, I think. <laughs> I'm leaning towards agreeing with him on that. A, I mean, if, if just to finish the constitutional point, Congress has expanded and contracted the bounds of jurisdiction since the 14th Amendment, as in that year when it gave Americans the right to expatriate themselves. And for the first time ever, jurisdiction was contracted such that it didn't apply to expats. So Congress can do that. I mean, if, if you're just going on the constitutional angle, and if you're talking about, you know, the ethical angle of the crime, you know, this is like you know somebody robs a bank gives the money to his kids and the government says well we're taking the money back and giving it to the bank and you say why would you be so mean to the kid and deprive him of that money yeah. i mean you're yeah. somebody a parent committed a crime and gave the spoils to american citizens i mean that's the spoils that's, like, oh the spoils of being the child of illegal immigrants no i mean i think oh, that that is so a kush. that that is kush. as drastic a thing as my <laughs> is my Netflix comparison. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's as sensationalist as you can get with the idea of a child being born in the place that they were born in and then punishing that child who for where they were born, not because their parents committed a crime of stealing money from another person and then donating it to their child. No, I mean, they took something illegally and gave it to the kid. I no, mean, they that's... did something illegal. They did something illegal. They didn't take well, anything I mean, they illegal. Haven't, they haven't gotten citizenship. That's true. And then, um, and then they, and then they allowed their child. Well, they just had a child, which Mexicans do that. I felt like we hadn't gone racist enough in the past. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously not. But I mean, that's not so, racial. If, if racial. If somebody came here, you know, from Norway and did that. Yeah. But it's a and lot see, easier. What you said about Canada. what you said about Congress and the Constitution also speaks to the point of my column is that. A lot of these things that people are like, no, he'll never be able to do that. He could totally do them. Like, and especially with deporting illegal immigrants, that's not going to take a lot. Like, he's pretty much has the authority to do that. I mean, he could overturn DACA, which was Obama's. That's what keeps a lot of people who are here illegally the Dream Act? here. Is that what that is? It's yeah, it's tied is to it? the Dream Act. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, he can do that. <laughs> he can also something I bring up in the column. He could declare illegal immigration a state of emergency. And that gives him, if we're talking about building the wall, that would very much give him authority to intercept those remittance payments and put it toward building that wall. We have 30 declarations of states of emergency in place right now, dating back to the 70s. And it just relates to a threat to our economy from outside sources. So if he says, hey, illegal immigration is hurting the country, it's a national emergency, all he's got to do is tell Congress that. And from there, he has to renew it every year. And it takes a joint resolution for Congress to overturn it. And then the president has to approve that joint resolution. And he doesn't even have to do that. I mean, as I said before, I mean, this would likely be done through the immigration enforcement bureaucracy that's already in place, which is all already controlled by the executive branch. It's all in executive departments, Homeland Security, Justice. Yeah, and he's going to build his own police force, too. Because we, we already have ICE, immigration, well, I mean, he says he's customs. Gonna, yeah, triple oh, like the, He's uh, going to triple it. Because oh, like, every like Hitler the, needs a police like force. Like the KGB in Russia or yeah. like the or, Gestapo. Uh, yeah, and, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well the idea that, you know, because he has, you know, control <laughs> well, the over Republican guard, a maybe. police force, he's already commander-in-chief of 
the military, and ICE is a very specific jurisdiction. Yeah, but so was Hitler, but he also had that special. <laughs> yeah, there's also not a every, big difference. Not every commander-in-chief who, you know, exercises military authority is Hitler. But, yeah, but Hitler yeah. was, and sounds like Trump might be. Yeah, this one is. This one, this yeah, one. yeah, this one's, See, this one's close. My, my biggest this fear is, is that people know. are thinking Trump is stupid. And yeah, like people are just like, it's that's like, true. no, he's not stupid. A lot of people think he is. People think he's a buffoon. That's why I've been writing about him for six fucking months now. I think that I, I think that was true six months ago, but I think people are taking Trump seriously now. When you look, they're just seeing his primary victory. And even now, people are still like, "Well, there's no way he's gonna win." Gre- I mean, his Republican competitors are saying that because they don't like him. But I think generally in the country, I don't think that's true. Like, if I, yeah. I I look at the people in the country, I look at who the the people that I don't like are supporting, and I want to go as far away from that as possible. <laughs> and the people that I really despise in this country are the big Trump supporters. Like, I think the people that are really, like, the ones that thought it was a lot better when, when black people did not have the same rights because it's great having white privilege. Like, it's, fuck, it's, it is great. It is, it's, it's fantastic <laughs> having it. That's... But, but people that don't want that parity, they don't like being on an equal level of that, and they're seeing that that's what they're, they're gravitating towards. I hate those people so much that automatically I want to go as far away from Trump as possible. But see, what Trump is ultimately proposing is going to infuriate those people. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I mean, on Who's the one... Who's not white here? Who stands yeah. to lose the most from white supremacy? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to be a crazy situation for this country. Because he also wants to go into high crime areas and impose mandatory minimums for any gun crime. So he basically wants to... Like, he's going to take guns from criminals, which is what liberals want. Like I feel like you know Trump, what I think you've convinced me. Trump I'm gonna is vote ultimately Trump. he's gonna make a lot of liberal dreams come true, and those people are gonna be like, "Fuck, I don't know if this is really what we wanted." Like mandatory minimums, we've seen what those do with the crack epidemic. There weren't tons of white people going to prison for crack, and there won't be tons of white people going to prison for guns in Trump's America. But there will be tons of black people. But those people will all. I mean, bla- the white people who commit will, gun crimes will go. Yeah, but, we'll but see there will they, also we'll see be. Who they enforce the minimums. Let's see who they enforce the gun crime mandatory minimums against. Are they going to do it against black? people? I'm sure there's tons of white people but, committing drug right, this crimes. This is one of the disadvantages. Of but having, what having will be Trump happening in, I mean, in really inner city areas is these are municipal policies. What will be happening is they'll be getting tons of jobs if the immigration thing works out. So then all the racist white people are going to be like, shit, black people are really thriving in Trump's America. Good thing we still have all the guns. And then we're fucked. It's going to be a nightmare. I hope you're happy, Samir. <laughs> I hope you're happy. I don't you're think that's true. I think, A, I, I, as, I, as I was just saying to Brett, sorry, it was while you were talking, the mandatory minimums thing, that's something the president can't really do. I mean, crime policies like that are, are municipal policies. I know, um, yeah, but it's going to disproportionately affect black people. There's drug crimes. People buy drugs all the time. I live in L.A. I'm white. I go to bars and clubs. I'm, go on. Tell us what you did. <laughs> tell us about your drug, your gun crimes. I don't know. and No, but they, they only enforce the drug stuff when it's black people, and they're only going to enforce the gun stuff when it's black people. There's tons of white so people you, with guns, but they're not – yeah, on a municipal level – Every municipal police department's full of racist cops who only want to arrest black people. Would you go to a Trump rally? It depends. <laughs> I mean, why? Like, yeah, why? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go to a Trump rally? Oh, I don't like crowds. This is another reason. Oh, is it? What, like kind crowds? Crowds yeah, what kind of crowds? Yeah, what kind of crowds? Crowds of racist parades. I never. You know. What do you mean you hate parades? <laughs> I, I would. You guys love, have all the parades. I now. know. I would love to be in one, but when it comes to town and I have to drive past it, no. 
But yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I've never been to any political rally is why. Yeah. I'm sure that's why you wouldn't want to go to a Trump rally. I would, would you go I to a Hillary Clinton to... rally? No. Bobby Jindal. But would you feel comfortable going to a Hillary Bobby Clinton rally? Jindal. No. I'm trying to, I'm just thinking of you Republican Indian people that I know. <laughs> okay. So we have to get the comments. Yeah, sure. I'll go. We have to get the okay, comments. You'll go to a Trump rally? Yeah, I want to go. I, yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll go. I will definitely go to a Trump rally. Can we strap you. a GoPro to your head? Yeah. Oh, we'll film it somehow. We will film it somehow, unless they frisk us at the doors, which I would expect at a Trump rally. Yes, they'd frisk you. Got to got to limit that press. <laughs> they let us. They let us. Gotta, oh, got to limit. They frisk me. Got to limit freedom of the press. He wants to do that too. I put tinfoil in my socks when I go to the airport just to get them to frisk me. <laughs> So we have to get the comments, but I just I was want... a virgin for a long time. Brett and Jeff, does uh, having Samir here do anything to change your opinion on whether Trump is electable? If there's a possibility... Electability? Or do you think he has a chance of winning? I think... I think, I think is... no one did a long time ago. I think, you know, I've known Samir for what, six months now. I yeah, met yeah, you. probably. Jesus Christ, if I had known you, when he said, uh, we're talking about a Trump supporter, and he just started describing you, and I was like, is it Samir? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. And I said... What the fuck? Like I immediately. So yeah, it That's does make a lot of Trump's the 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 electability factor. It's terrifying because holy shit! Like <laughs> yeah, and I'm you shouldn't you, be a Trump supporter. There are you should there not. There are more be. people like Samir yeah. in the world than you realize. Well, I Trump know, is running, voting. So you are. could it's say white people condescending yeah, to us, are. as I was saying before, saying yeah. no, no, no. We know what you should yes. think. It's Holy not. Shit. Yeah, it's not just. We I think know more what, as a thirty-four-year-old. I don't think you know what you should think because you shouldn't be a Trump supporter. Would you say I don't that you ethnics white people know what's good for ethnics? I don't more think than it's just do. we know what you should think. I think a lot of people who are voting Democrat think they just know what you think. What? Like they like. <laughs> I think a lot of people are just taking for granted that the minority vote in general is going to go to Clinton right, or Sanders, true. and that's very naive. I mean, it wouldn't like, go that's to Sanders. A, I mean, I think Hillary's been doing very well. Yeah, with minorities. Yeah, but she also put she's out that she's a strong Republican. She candidate, also put so. out she's a Republican. She's a Republican. Yeah, she's a Republican she also from the South. Put out that list article yeah, about Goldwater gal. That was that was the phrase she used. Seven right? ways she's just like your abuela. Did anyone see that article? It was like the most disrespectful fucking thing where she was. Is that she, is that real? Yeah, yeah. What it is was, that from? It was from her website. She put out an Wait, article. No, but when? It was just a couple months ago. Oh, so like so like part of this campaign? Yes, yeah, yeah. Like part of her uh, like trying to reach. Latino voters is uh, she wrote an article about all the ways she's just like your Mexican grandma. And no, 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 she's not. Because if Trump wins, she'll also be deported. <laughs> oh, that's a good place to move to comments. <laughs> all right. Okay. Alfonso. Can Jetta. we not do sound effects? We have no music today. You know, Sorry. <laughs> it's a big world out there. You can do that and I'll put the music on in post. Oh, you'll fix it in post. We don't have to do that. Let's just go. I like just it. yeah, just like play the comments over this and okay. the, or the music on it, and we'll fight. Yeah, and now fade it out. Uh, <laughs> you've done a great job today, Brett. Yeah. I know. Thank you so much. You're working on my blood's fire. boiling for two reasons. <laughs> yeah, because there's an Indian guy here, <laughs> and because there's a fag here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that Alfonso Jaramillo. Jaramillo. Or Jaramillo. 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 Uh, I saw a pirated version of Movie 43 that didn't have the Greg Kinnear bit. 
Couple of things. Number one, you saw a pirated version of Movie Forty Three. <laughs> so did I saw the version he's talking about. And they did it. anyone pay to see Movie Forty Three? Yeah, me. Forty three people. Not in theaters. <laughs> movie Forty Three is amazing. What takes more effort, going to see it in theaters or pirating it? Well, the reason I pirated it, what he's talking about, there's a version that was released in Europe, I believe, where the wraparound story is different. It doesn't involve Dennis Quaid trying to sell the movie to Greg Kinnear. It involves like three teens on a fucking caper or something. I like. Capers. I would love to see somebody did a, like it was also pirated, of course. But they they cut together uh, all oh, were you three Hobbit that movies DVD? into one movie. I was like, oh, were you selling that DVD? Somewhere? I was, yeah, in downtown yeah. with fake purses. <laughs> I have great taste in fake Gucci. I would love to see that the three Hobbit movies condensed into one three-hour movie. Wouldn't that be yeah. really good? No. no, no, I wouldn't want to watch any of them. I would want to. Watch, I want nine hours, or I don't want it at all. Uh, this this episode, by the way, because this is the um, the movies, the great movies episode. Yeah, I was really hoping you guys would talk about the movie Gamer. Have you ever I've seen that seen movie Gamer. with Jared with, with Gerard Butler? Butler and, oh yeah, I know what you're that movie's always heard of that. It is so it's good. So good. Yeah. It's yeah, such yeah, a good yeah. movie. And people were just like, This is stupid. And I was like, No, and that and Death Race with Jason Statham. Those are two Death like Race. really good I think movies. And Tyrese just have a knee jerk, I think, reaction against Gerard Butler. I think there's I think eighties yeah. action films, like if they're not done ironically like the expendables, people think they're garbage. Like eighties yeah. style action films. Don't worry, films. the expendables is garbage too. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch Lock <laughs> have you seen Lockout? Which we watched. Oh, uh, that's watched, the guy Guy Pearson, Maggie yeah. Grayson in we Space that Prison. The, yeah, it's taken in space, basically. Yeah. It's amazing. Spacing. Yeah. <laughs> I did not I did not see that movie. I wanted to. I saw it on a preview for a D and a DVD I was watching. I was like, I need to see this movie. Yeah, we watched it for the I didn't write about it, but we watched it for the podcast. Maggie Grace was always on my list. Acceptable list back when I was married. Oh, acceptable? Of like oh, okay, good. you know, you know the list? You know the list? I've never been married, you disgusting <laughs> but you know, misogynist piece of shit. <laughs> She had a list too. <laughs> Maggie Grace. It was also Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> Just had Liam Neeson on it. Yeah. Lord Zenu says, I eat peanuts with shells. Uh, so he's saying salty. he eats the shells also. And then he says, which salty. Is disgusting. And that must hurt to shit those out. Like, it, I don't feel like those are getting digested you know what I do? properly. I sometimes put the pe- peanut with the shell in my mouth. Crunch it and with my tongue maneuver the peanut out and then spit out the shell. That that's, so he, that's so he <laughs> yeah, can. No, I do that. You know I why Brett does that? Yeah, you get the salt. That's so the he shell. can practice eating bitches out. What? <laughs> high f- up top. Up top. That's oh, a shit. peanut version <laughs> of tying a my cherry stem. My just came in here and high fived you. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, you're just rubbing in that you have a girlfriend right now. Sean William Scott by Alien Hand. Sean William Scott is a fucking great actor. He has such an expressive face. He's a mega dude. That's probably a great way to describe Sean William Scott. He's a mega dude. Yeah, that's great. Why, I think that's why people hate him. Great in the rundown. He's no, he's amazing. How in good the is Goon. the how good is the rundown though? I've never seen it, but I've seen with, Goon with the Rock. I've never seen it. We should do a Rock movie marathon. Okay, like on this podcast, like rock right now. Can you right stay now? for like another eleven hours? Yeah, no, I really want to. Okay, I have a friend who I, is the a, Rock. <laughs> oh, darling, I wish. But I, know the I have a, a, a straight assistant. guy friend, and we do this movie thing where we go back yeah. and forth. He'll show me, like, a guy movie, and then I'll show him, like, Gay a fag movie. Uh-huh. And we do it, like, by theme. So, like, for World War II, I showed him Cabaret, and he showed me Patton. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> that's amazing. So we're starting a podcast with that. We're, oh, that's uh, awesome. That'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, I should plug that now. It's going to... We're we'll tentatively... Get, we'll we'll pump get, down. get to it. Pump the brakes. We'll get I'm to it. bleep it yeah. out when it comes around to it. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff, do you have anything to plug? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> check out Samir's podcast. <laughs> 
Deadpool. Uh, David Tennant isn't even British. He's Scottish. Scotland's part of Britain, Bubby. <laughs> yeah, I think someone replied and said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just read that. Uh, Charles Maguire. Deadpool is the best X-Men movie since X2. Not going to disagree. It was a fun movie. Yeah, I saw it Saturday. I'm going to slightly fun. disagree because I thought both of the Days of uh, Future first, Past. I thought, yeah, first class were first class pretty, good. pretty good. I love them both. I Deadpool seen might Deadpool be better yet, than most, though. It's like more enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Enjoyable, yeah, there sure. it is. Yeah. But now I have to deal with all the fucking Deadpool cosplayers every time I go to a convention now. They're the most obnoxious people in the yeah, world. Yeah, you were telling me that. They I, are. Yeah, I remember go, when we were at Kamikaze. Yeah, we were going to go fight one. We were going to go find a Deadpool cosplayer to beat up. What is That's it about That's a hate crime. That? What is it about They're obnoxious. Them? They think that costume is a... is Because a, you know how Deadpool acts like a douchebag? Right. Well, these nerds think uh, they can act like a douchebag when they were... They like photobomb people and they oh like God. try to be... Cl- they're the worst. This, uh, Who, who's the worst group of cosplayers and who's like the might nicest? Be Deadpool. Deadpool, Deadpool. cosplayers who's, are the worst. Who's the nicest? Uh, whenever I see people dress up as Luke Cage and Iron Fist, Power Man and Iron <laughs> Fist, whenever I see that combination, they're always great. Because my best friend goes to Comic-Con every year and I've never been, but I so I don't know. Look how mad this guy got. about he's Tom like, Meg he, Hart? Yeah, he like changed his name to put my initials in it. He got so mad about the podcast. I like Vegas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is fantastic. Like he's clearly Jesus, fucker, a total fucking movie snob, and he's just getting so angry. Oh, well, you know what? Kill yourself, dude. How about that? How's that sound? Yeah, it got great. pretty great. And then he drops the N-word at the end because... Oh, shit, man. Why you got to start? Oh, he d- is he a white guy? He might well, be. We don't know. We don't know if he's a white guy or yeah, a black guy. Yeah, he might guy. just have a white dude in his avatar. That's not. Yeah, picture. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he got really upset, huh? Wow. Yeah, it was great. Oh was yeah, fun. just a strange. Let's let's all talk about. And then he how... got mad at David Bell for saying he liked uh, the Purge. I think. Which everyone go watch the Purge. It's a good movie. <laughs> uh, Both Purge movies either. are fantastic. Movie forty three is a piece of the same guy. God, he is really angry. Yeah. Right. Really. Yeah, he's very upset. Wow, a lot under. Whoa. So Eric Tully, Under Siege 2 is basically Die Hard on a Train, though, but it doesn't have Tilda Swinton telling people to be a shoe. That's for sure. Goddamn, what a cast Snowpiercer has. Under Siege 2 is one of my like secret, like I love that movie. I don't know why. Dark Territory, <laughs> so good. That's Snowpiercer for me. It's so bad. Well, Snowpiercer, people loved that movie, though. Like nah, A lot of people Brad. really liked it. Yeah, the Hobbit movies are bad for me. It was fine. I didn't, I mean, it was right. <laughs> you know what? I'm not a fan of Train as a setting for movies. <sighs> what about as a band? Tell no. me. I don't know. Meet Virginia. What a shitty band they are. Fucking Sam. Wait, what were you saying I, my about friend a train as a setting for movies? I'm not, not crazy about trains as a setting for movies. There's a lot of movies on trains. Under Siege 2, Snowpiercer. Great movie. Darjeeling Limited. There's a lot of movies on trains. Not crazy about it. Uh, there's trains a scene on a train. On a train want, planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, that's only Throw one. Throw Mama from a train. <laughs> Throw Mama from the train. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you. There are others. Let's end the game. There. X-Men, want... one, the first X-Men has a train scene. Shut up. Well, yeah, there's a difference between a train sequence and, a, tra- being, and a train movie. Spectre, kind of shitty, but they had a great train sequence. The Lone Ranger has an amazing train sequence. Rocky has a lot of training sequences. Is that in the same thing? <laughs> yeah. snakes, on, snakes on a train? Uh, I remember my friend worked for a radio station, and he Soul used to train? get me into the, his train Christmas day. concert that they would do. Like, <laughs> And he sent me a text, and I was at the concert for free just chilling and he goes do you want to meet train and i just wrote back <laughs> i just wrote no and he goes oh come on what the fuck because i guess he wanted like they needed more people to like meet in the meet and greet and i was like no i don't want to meet train yeah i wouldn't have any interest in meeting train. <laughs> yeah there was like a lot of really cool people i met train not one of yeah, them yeah I'd be like, are you mad at me why do you want me to train. meet train yeah that's that was a really cool 
friend to have, though. I can see a lot of really cool... And I have a sexual interest in meeting bus drivers. I don't even have a sexual interest in meeting Yeah, you want to be in a train, I think, is what you Oh, there it is! Oh, hey-oh! Hey! So we should get the fuck out of here. We've been recording for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. We uh, yeah we normally only do like an hour, but like twelve minutes of that. Is, yeah, there's a lot is, uh, of Brett uh, having a breakdown. I know. Thank you so much again. Yeah, you did don't great worry, Jay. You know, if I don't show up to work tomorrow, look in here, my brains will probably be splattered on the wall somewhere. Ooh, will you send me this file first? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Because I'll just <laughs> then you'll have to edit it. Though. Yeah, I'll just edit it. Edited it. Edited it. Jeff, do you have anything to plug? Yes, I run a monthly show in Burbank called Mint on Card. It is in a toy store of all things it's in oh. uh, blast from the past it is great my next show is march 11th featuring the beautiful and talented adam todd brown uh Aww. danny jollis uh caitlin cut um, uh these You're are all people that you all know mm-hmm. also uh quincy jones will be running some of the stuff for his album that's going to be recorded in the beginning quincy. of april oh, so uh so, so i don't have really, to buy it uh you're you're going to want to come to this. Yeah. It's going to be a really, really great show. We've yeah. already had standing room only. And I would also like to thank Crystal and Mason, fans in Austin that stopped in. Uh, they're Unpops fans. They stopped in to uh, watch Mint on Card that we had last weekend, and it went great. Uh, they wanted you to be there, and you told them to fuck off, I believe. I, believe that was... <laughs> I, I was busy. I was like, Adam, you should come meet these fans. They came all the way from Austin. He was like, I hate all of my fans. I said I was in <laughs> torrents. Yeah, no, you said, Thank you. you said I would rather be stuck in a torrent. <laughs> Than to have or, to meet a fan. Like how I as, still like move. Rain, the content like of oh. this podcast disqualified me forever from being booked on your show. Don't, don't put me in this position <laughs> right now. Do you want to do my show on March 7th? Yeah. Come in and do a guest spot. Hey, yeah, I have to plug that. The Unpopular Opinion Live show in I'm, Glendale. I'm not on that show. March though, 7th. Right? Well, you'll be fine. You bastard. Yeah, March 7th at the Roar Room in Glendale. 8 p.m. Come do a guest spot. Great show. Smoke Machine. Yeah, we have a smoke machine on stage. Uh, Who's going to be there this month? I will be there. Joe Dosh. Joe Dosh is so funny. Rye Silverman. Maybe you could kiss Joe Dosh. Riley Silverman. Oh, yay. Maria. She she likes to go by Riley. Maria said Rye. God, son of a bitch. Fucking Maria. Yeah. Uh, Tom Ryman. I was out with a cock ring for the first time. It was a really bad idea. Do you want to plug your cock ring? Tom Tom Ryman will be there. Alex Schmidt. I'll be there. Brett is going to do a set there yeah Teresa lee who works for cracked now she did our long beach show and she'll be at great the show. and samir is going to come to a guest spot thank you so much this is so amazing and do you have anything to plug besides that <laughs> that and a podcast that i'm starting with tyler austin a very funny screenwriter and not to not to besmirch his reputation he is repulsed by my politics yeah um yeah we, all, yeah, we yeah. all are and you said uh, uh, so is sophia benoit who's been on the show yeah she's she... vowed to tie me to my bed on election day yeah i'm into it <laughs> okay go on um but uh, it's uh, we're tentatively calling it the man on man movie hour <laughs> <laughs> We're going back and forth. He's going to show me. Uh, we're recording the first episode tonight, in fact. Our theme is, because it was Oscars weekend, our theme was the 2006 Oscars. So this one is Notes <laughs> on a Scandal and The Departed. The Departed, the Departed kid. is yeah. so great. Fucking You're A. You're going to love The Departed. Oh, that is a is, fucking good kid. Tyler is one that said fucking A a lot. And so when I went to India and had to pretend not to be a fag, that 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 just kept coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Also, I had a Chicago accent for no reason. Oh, yeah. Because that seems like a what you would be like if you're like, I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Mike Ditka. <laughs> yeah, there. All right. Anything else? Brett, you have anything to plug? 
my fucking finger into an electric electrical outlet. I knew you'd say something like that. Uh, guys, guys, <laughs> send Brett. Oh, we got we got Sorry, an Iron like Giant. Like someone. Kate Blanchett's dress. Oh, Her dress. Iron like Giant. Donald Donald Trump. Oh, I was gonna say Wendy Starling. No, Donald Trump. You know, are we? Oh, but he doesn't. He won't care, will he? I don't care. Everyone, Iron Giant, Donald Trump. This what week. does that mean? Uh, it started. We had Dan O'Brien on, who is one of the. Uh, head video department people here at Cracked. And uh, he's a big fan of Iron Giant. And I said something about him keeping a copy of it in his desk. And we just, for some reason, asked all of the listeners to tweet at him and ask if they could borrow his copy of Iron Giant. But, like, don't tell them, don't tell him why. (laughs) Don't say, Unpop sent me. And we've just kind of made it a tradition. We did it to Jeff. We did it to Soren Bowie. Did it to someone who has like a blog about soccer? Yeah, we had <laughs> just some soccer blog that the Washington Post stole a picture from. <laughs> that was great. And yeah. now, yeah, do Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump. Soccer is the faggiest sport, just to defend because <laughs> I know because I have fun watching soccer. They have those little shorts. There it is. Love great legs. So when people say soccer's faggy, yeah, I love soccer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come hear more of that March seventh in Glendale. <laughs> All right, say goodbye, Jeff. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Brett. Kill me. <laughs> say goodbye, Samir. Bye, sweetie. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh,